The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Unfortunately, it was very rusty, guys, but you know what? We're back. The legends are here. We have Tressa, Frank, myself, Ice Queen, Jenny. You know what, y'all? This is not the way I wanted to enter, but it is an entryway anyway. <laughs> so, you know what? Here we are. Hey, guys, what's up? I missed y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Wazzy. Thanks for taking us in. We got a lot of announcements tonight. The most important one is that Jenny is now a permanent host. She did such a great job even though we were kind of borrowing her for a time so Wazzy could take a sabbatical, we didn't want to let her go. Which, so. thank you, by the way. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of course. Also, I made good on our bet for our follower goal of 700, and I got Frosted Tips, so y'all can see that. We're going to be doing a giveaway if you're in the Chicago area to get the, some hair stuff done by that same stylist. His name is Dana. She runs Glam Rock Studio. And uh, we're going to set a new follower goal, which we'll probably discuss as a team for me to get something even more crazy. Because while I was in the chair, she really wanted to, like, put colors. And I ended up having to try to call every single legend one by one. Who, and no one answered my call. I don't answer the phone. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, yeah. And Leia and I still have to get our tattoo, whatever the We tattoo. sure. We sure do. Although, also, head. some of us have jobs, right? And you have to answer the phone willy-nilly in the middle of the day. Well, I don't, but I don't answer the phone. Trust just, <laughs> just wanted to ignore me, so there's that. Uh, so, tips. We're going to be making a new follower goal. I'm thinking like 2K, and I'll do something crazier. And uh, what else we got? We got uh, upcoming guests, Mr. Chris Fleming coming in in November. I'm trying to get a couple of other guests. Constantine 2 is coming out. We were talking about that in our Discord. Fucking amazing and excited for that. It's Nick's night off. It's Nick's month off. Kara called off. And uh, what else do we got? Not Christopher Walken as a guest, Stormfrog. Not Christopher Walken. Chris Fleming. You don't know who Chris Fleming is? He's a really awesome paranormal guest. And uh, what else we got? I feel like, wasn't there something else? Am I forgetting something announcement-wise? You guys know about the Christopher Walken suit party story? Not familiar, oh. but... I'll save that for another day. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, come on. Give me your... Give me your can't best. start it like that and then leave us hanging. Yeah, for real. Also, did you say suit with a T or suit you know, with a P? Soup like a delicious stew, but thinner. Trust okay, up. I need to know this. Thinner. 
That's concerning. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what a soup, you know, liquid. Not a stew, a soup. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got you. Got it. Sometimes when yeah. I'm on Stormfrog's channel, I like to ask these questions. And I asked this question on his last stream where he was playing Gauntlet. Do you think the ocean counts as a soup? <laughs> sure. It's got salt. It's got seafood. It's like a bullion base, right? Only Not a human of edible soup, but other things could eat it, yes. I mean, if it's we just can. a meal, sure. Yeah, you so we, can eat. You can, we can't intake that amount of salt. Starfrog says, it does count as soup. The North Sea is borscht. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a certain uh, parts gives, you know, everything but the kitchen sink, but alright. Anybody have anything before we jump on in? Anybody? Yes, I want to know the soup story. Um, I don't remember exactly. I just remember there I was uh, some sort of page, and he was like, "Hey, you want to come to my uh, my house? We're gonna have a party." And then, like, he has all these ce celebrities over there, and this PA is like, "Hey, what's going on?" He goes to the back patio, and there's all these people like naked in the hot tub, what? and Christopher Walken is like, "Yeah, get in here. We're having a soup party because it's filled with all sorts of salty nastiness." Ew. Oh, that story was not what I wanted it to be. I, I really love it. Exactly Still, what but I gross. It it's disgusting, <laughs> and I love it. Is it bad that I was able to actually have sensory overload from that for one second? <laughs> Just being able you to broke Wazzy on her first night back. I think so, it's fair. Stormfrog says celebrities seem to have really <laughs> fucking weird parties, like the prince inviting people over to his place, literally. To serve them pancakes, Stormfrog. Celebrity pancakes. Which prince? What? Sorry. Which prince? Which prince, Stormfrog? Stormfrog. Gotta play the Stormfrog drop. It's obligatory. Let us know what prince. Is it? Is it like the artist prince that did Purple Rain? I could see that. Yeah. Also, pancakes oh, at a party was, would be great. It was prince yeah. from Purple Rain. That was probably explained in the Dave Chappelle pancake skit. All right. How about that? I love Prince. Man, what an underrated age. Did he artist. type the Prince, though? Because that was why that was confusing. Or did you add the? Because you said uh, the Prince. He said, like Prince, inviting people over to his place. Oh. Did I add the? You may did have, you? or I may have just heard it. I think you did, because I was like, ooh, which I thought the same thing. I was like, what Prince? All right, Teresa. Mm hmm. Give us the time travel. All right, I'm going to tell the story, but do, are any of you guys familiar with the story of Madman Markham? Anyone? Okay. No. So in 1994, let's get settled. This is going to be a ride. In 1994, uh, this guy, Mike Markham, he built this like tabletop Jacob's Ladder. And uh, he notices like he's putting a lot of power into it. And he notices that... Um, there's like a little shining, shimmering ball above the the purple thing right here. And he's like, that's not supposed to happen. That's weird. So he throws a screw through it and it silently, like it just disappears and silently ends up in a different part of his apartment. So he's, he does it two more times and then it bursts into flames. It was way too much power for his apartment, for what was going on. He just had to get rid of it. Flips. 1995, he decides that um, 
he needs to recreate this, but if he's going to do it, he's going to do it right. And he's going to make it big enough so he can jump through it because he wants to know what's happening. And so he goes and he goes to the power company and he, he says, quote, he borrows pole transformers from the power company, six of them. You guys know what pole transformers are? They're like the cylinders that are attached to the, uh, uh, the electrical I'm poles. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, they each produced like 12 to 16 volts each. He, he got them all like connected and plugged in, or at least most of them connected and plugged in. And uh, when he turned them on, all the, all the houses within blocks would go dim. And then uh, it's pretty obvious because like his neighbors are seeing this go on. Like he has them on the back porch. It's pretty, you can see it happening. You can see what he's doing. He's not hiding it. And so his uh, neighbors call the cops and deputies come and arrest him. <laughs> the deputies ask him what he's doing. And he tells them, he's like, well, they're not going to believe me anyway. Who gives a shit? So he tells them and they do believe him. So because he's like fully like this is a time machine. I'm trying to build a time machine. And they're like, OK, well, you know what? I don't think so. And so he was charged with felony, like felony theft oh from the power company. Yeah, he was in jail for two months. He was given five years probation. But this also like put a lot of publicity on him. Uh, like the Kansas City Star. He's in Kansas City. No, he's in Kansas right now. Nope, he's in Missouri right now. It's all St. Joseph. Yeah. I know, it's all, yeah. Uh, he was in the Kansas City Star, New York Times, tons of television, radio interviews. And all of these, like all these articles are being sent to Art Bell. So Art Bell calls him somehow. I don't know. What him. And uh, he's like, hey, can I interview for the interview for about this? And he was like, yeah, he just figured it was like some like E extra entertainment show. He didn't know what Art Bell was. He had no idea. <laughs> so he goes on the show and he like goes through every detail and you can find these on YouTube. They're really fun episodes. But he just like tells him everything and it's like and he's already been charged so he it doesn't matter he can tell everything and uh on air he decides that um art bell's always like do you want to give out your um contact information uh -oh. and he's like yeah i don't want to give out my phone number here's my home address that's better <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so he he decides he's on probation now. He's out, obviously. He decides he's going to maybe he's going to build a new one, but he's not going to go to the scale that he just automatically went to before. He starts building another Jacob's Ladder in his kitchen, and he still managed to manages to crash the power grid. 20,000 houses in St. Joseph, Missouri went without power. And it was reported it was because of heat, but he knows it was him because it went out exactly when he turned on his thing. I'm starting to like this guy. No, he's he's so great. He reminds me of so many of my weirdo friends in high school, and we're like the same age, so I love him. Um, so because he gave his address out to everyone on Earth, people start showing up at his house, and they're like, hey, I need to quantum leap this shit that went bad in my life. Can you help me go back in time? Because 
shit's fucked up. And he's like, yeah, I can't. No, I, what? So he moves to Kansas City and doesn't really tell anybody. But because of his appearance on Coast to Coast, he starts getting all these donations. He ends up getting like $20,000, but, and that was like nothing because the equipment that he got was worth multi-millions of dollars just all this crazy equipment and a fucking warehouse somebody donated a warehouse to him so he's like okay let's go back let's do this again we're going to we're gonna do it for real and in 1996 he calls art bell and he's like in 30 days this is going to be ready and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna travel back in time fuck it we're gonna do it live yep exactly uh he ends up that ends up not being true it ends up taking another two years to get it like finalized and finalized or whatever fine-tuned but and during this time during these two years he's built up this gigantic jacob's ladder that can uh it can produce three million volts and he starts testing it with guinea pigs but literal guinea pigs he's throwing guinea pigs through this little portal that he's created and they just disappear Mm. but then when he leaves he leaves the warehouse they're all just like wandering around the parking lot like i'm sorry like can i just say real quick that like the whole like throwing fucking hamsters into a goddamn portal sounds like you know, like the batting cages oh, no. that you just get to like throw like the baseballs. You're like, all right, motherfucker, strike up, you know, but it's, except it's just going on. That is. Yeah. Oh, no. Anyways, continue. Yeah. continue. And they were fine. They weren't even hurt. They were just like, what? Well, where am I now? It's fine. Yeah. The only test he did that failed was when he threw a grapefruit through. He just couldn't find it. Like, he just didn't know what happened to it. So 1998 comes along. He's like, all right, I've tried this on guinea pigs. I don't want to try it on bigger animals because I don't want PETA after me. Literally, that's what he said. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in. And so here's the thing. This Jacob's Ladder is 60 feet off the ground, the portal that he would have to jump through. In order to do his like experiments, he needs a cherry picker to lift him up to get to that space. So now he's like, all right, I wanna, I wanna read some of these quotes because he is fantastic. <laughs> Though the animals always survived, I had no way of knowing what the long-term effects were since this had obviously never had been done before and they couldn't tell me how much pain they felt, if any. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. Come on, motherfucker. (laughs) He wasn't concerned about the three million volts of electricity crackling beneath him. He was concerned about the fall because if he failed to, if his jump failed, he would fall 60 feet to a concrete ground, which is I mean, that's death. 60 feet? Oh, yeah. He was most worried that his mass would be too much to jump and simply fall to the floor and break his legs or neck. The cylinder 
the portal, whatever it is, is only five feet wide. So even if he's just like free jumping, whatever, if he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And he hits it wrong or he falls wrong, he will still fall onto the spent. Like he has to hit this thing ah! perfectly. Thank you. Sorry. I could not resist. He, just, <laughs> he jumps. Um, he didn't know if he'd be fried, crushed, or pulled apart, or if he'd materialize inside a solid object. He said it was like getting hit with a flashbang, a loud crack, thud, and bright light to where you can't see, hear, or walk for several minutes, but no permanent physical damage. Oh, wow, that's good. When he regained his senses, he was in a field near Fairfield, Ohio, the middle of nowhere, two years later. Jesus Christ. 800 miles away from where he started. He walked out of there like totally freaking out because he was in the middle of nowhere. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know it was two years later. He ended up in a homeless shelter in Cincinnati and could not even remember his own name. He, like he, it, he probably got a concussion or something. I don't know. Uh, it took him months to recover most of his memory because I don't think he's fully recovered all of it. But um, yeah, so he tried to do that. He he started to slowly regain his memory, and then he decided he was going to try to get back to that warehouse to see if it's all still there. So he's basically homeless. He's working temp jobs, just trying to like feed himself. And he saves enough money to get back, back to the warehouse and it's empty. There's no equipment. The journals are gone. The videos that he took to document his progress are gone. And he couldn't remember the names of anyone. And he still can't remember the names of anyone that donated all the equipment. So he can't be like, hey, you guys, maybe... Uh, someone called in to Coast to Coast in uh, right about that time, probably around 99. I don't remember the exact year, but he was, uh, this person was like, hey, I just read this article about uh, this guy that was crushed by a cylinder in 1930. And he had this weird like contraption in his hand. And the way they described it, it sounds like a cell phone. I bet it's, I bet it's Ben Man Markham. I mean, it obviously wasn't, but that was the rumor that was going around for a really long time. We still don't know what he was holding or I, I don't know who that guy is from the 1930s. Sounds fun. There's a lot of photos out there that look like people holding cell phones that are totally like not, we don't know what, what they're holding. But there a are, lot of those are, I feel like, are bullshit, some, like some hearing aids are, and shit. Know, some of them are, but you do have pictures of people like holding something up to their ear. That That's a real thing. The hearing aids. Anyway. By any chance, are they any of them holding a guinea pig? <laughs> Good question. Ten, Don't know. No, sure. You hear or the better ocean. yet, the grapefruit. <laughs> right? <laughs> better yet. That's my point. <laughs> hold the guinea pig up to your ear, you can hear the ocean, I think. So he speculates that he traveled through hyperspace. Okay. Think of it. Think of hyperspace as a fifth dimension inside which the first four dimensions reside. So in simple terms, I move through space as well as time 
space and time are actually the same thing per relativity. 186,000 miles of space equals one second of time. In oversimplified terms, in oversimplified terms, he's certain hyperspace exists because without it, he thinks he would be dead. Now, that was an article, a lot of this was an article I heard about from Dead Rabbit Radio, and it was written in 2011. So I was like creeping around like, what? what's up now? Like, what's going on? It's all speculative. Like, there's a lot of stories of him being homeless in Hawaii somehow. And then there's stories. Oh, I found him on a, a, a allegedly, I found him on some forum where he's like, his username is the real madman Markham. And this is from February of this year. And he's like, hey, I've read all the rumors. I'm fine. I'm just broke as hell, living out of a bus. And I don't have any money. If you guys want to help me experiment more, I could use the money or equipment. But I, I got nothing going on right now, but I'm fine. That's the last I heard. It's very interesting. There's a lot of things that are touched on with that. My thesis was on space time. Uh, and my thesis in college was space-time and multiversal theory being correct and not the single timeline. And this is before, like, MCU was talking about it or anything like that. And I was inspired to even have that thesis because of John Titor, who's like a different time traveler. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So to, to travel through the fifth dimension is... The fifth dimension is known as a tesseract, which is what they did in Interstellar. So you're seeing space and time happen at the same time. So that was like the end scene of Interstellar. But there's a theory out there that if the multiverse theory is correct with space time, you could leave this timeline and then never return. And then a different person that is you could return here or multiple people. And you can go into a timeline where you never existed or a variant of yourself or like it could be fucking banana land. But it's... One of the theories that I read, there was really cool theories here, but one of the theories I read is if you are able to do that type of travel, it's less that you punch in coordinates that are very exact and more like you're tuning a radio to try to try to hit somewhere that you may not ever hit. And instead of something being like very set and very exact, it's like regular math where it's just infinity numbers, right? So um, with that, there's also an interesting theory because I've heard of this guy. There is a theory out there that He's actually from the future traveling to the past to try to warn us of something. And if I remember this correctly, somebody was saying that when you actually travel and teleport, what's actually happening is that there is an instant clone that happens of your entire body. Now, they listen to this shit. Instant clone happens of your entire body with all of your memories and your brain intact in the same state as when you went into the machine or the portal or whatever, and the body that goes in actually instantly dies. Insta-kill. Instant vaporize. But your clone, which holds the same memories and everything, is the one that goes on and moves forward. That's like the teleportation in Star Trek. That's the theory there, that, like, you're not teleporting, you're just dying, yeah, and a new clone is right. going to the next place. So somebody, I think somebody was saying that this guy, if, if it's the same guy, they're saying that that actually happens, which I don't know that I believe... To travel through time is to travel to, through space. So if you were to like go back in time in the spot you're sitting, there's no rule that says that you're not going to be melded together with like a desk or a wall right. or whatever's where you're going to end up. And that was one of his fears. 
And that's what happened during the, the teleportation time travel story of the Philadelphia experiment. Yes, exactly. Uh, 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 yes. Mm, mm, mm. Research. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the whole premise of the fly, too? Yes, the fly. Uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum gets in that machine with the fly. And uh, yeah, they kind of meld together as one bio creature, which is a great, it's a great movie. I was terrified. Great movie. Terrified oh, yeah, for it, sure. Uh, yeah. It's got... Uh, it's got a wonderful premise. I really like it. And what I really like about that movie, too, is like it really helps bring attention to the whole thing. Like, what is this? And I love it when people start finding this out. Like, what is this? Yeah, like I've never really gone into any of this stuff before. And this is fascinating. Although I do have to say that one of the most fascinating ideas about this entire story is just him winging guinea pigs like through this thing. Just like. <laughs> Like footballs, like I just. I'm sure it's more of a toss yeah. than a throw. I'm guessing. Maybe who knows? I don't know. Maybe they have to throw it at velocity. It's reminding me of um, what is what the fuck is that game called? Like there's like the little board and there's a hole and then like it's like a hole. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like just throwing the little gerbils like that into a little <laughs> portal. Oh yeah, there you go. Five points. I mean, he has to have had to play a game with it at some point, right? If he has that many fucking hamsters. I mean, he's from Kansas. I'm sure he's familiar and really good at the game. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to hope so. So, like, like, the idea is that he is, that he did this, but it's actually his clone because. That's one theory of it, yeah. It, could, it could be. I don't know. There, there, There's so much with it. It's hard. It's Guys, even from a very basic cool. point of view. It can be very difficult to discuss anything time travel related with people because people really just don't buy into it and don't take it seriously. When I started studying for my thesis, one of the coolest things that really blew my mind is because like I want to believe, right? That's my thing. A lot of a lot of things, UFOs, vampires, I want to believe. But the thing about time travel is you it's it's actually real, at least going forward. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain for right. a moment. So time is relative to the earth the farther you get away from earth the faster that time goes right now in this very moment the international space station is farther away from earth than all of us because obviously we're touching it but up there miles and miles away from the earth they actually have little computers that will recalibrate time and i think it's like for every seven years it's like 20 seconds that they're completely off and into the future 20 seconds by the way that's why in interstellar there was that scene where it's like Every hour we spend on this planet, it's like so much other time on the shuttle. And that's the relativity of it all. So it's very proven. It's not a theory. It's a proven fact that time does move forward at a faster rate the further you get away from Earth. So time travel, at least into the future, is completely possible. The only thing holding us back is a craft that could take us away from the Earth far enough. Right. And like we need to be able to stay out there and then return. Now, that distance, though, is going to be how do you navigate that distance? And the answer to that is you manipulate gravity. And if you can manipulate gravity in a way where you can power a craft, that's the whole importance of finding dark matter. We've been looking for it for a long time, but it's a weird theoretical particle. We don't know what it is, but if you follow CERN or Fermilab, like they're always testing out this crazy shit, trying to find dark matter and how it works. And if we, we feel like if we can manipulate it, Boom, we manipulate gravity. We can make these crafts that can transport you. The idea would be put somebody into a stasis because you could never just 
travel like just you'd go insane for so many years but you could be put into a stasis again like interstellar or a lot of those other movies like alien go into a stasis travel far away maybe hang out for a few years come back boom instantly you're in the earth's future and you far outlive what your regular life would have been so that's totally possible where where time travel gets a little bit weird and fucked is going into the past however if we're able to go into the future we should theoretically also be able to go in the past that's just Kind of how it works. But we just haven't even figured out that out yet. There is the theory of a wormhole. Wormholes are not real yet. But what's really cool about wormholes, which is a tunnel to a different place in space-time. That's what a wormhole is. What's really cool about it is, years and years ago in the 70s, um, black holes were just theory. And, like, Stephen Hawking was a person that was like, there is these things called black holes. And black holes modify space-time around themselves. And they were completely completely theory and like they were worked into all of our science fiction and stuff but then guess what we actually fucking found a few of them around the, the universe and we even have a picture of one that they took more recently so i know i'm nerding out a little bit here no but that's why i don't i don't like to hear like no i love to hear what you were just saying i fascinating i love it but i don't like to hear scientists being like this is impossible this can never oh, happen and you, you are doing it wrong because none of this was possible like space travel was not possible like 200 years ago like you don't know what's going to happen until it happens it's well then that's also the whole concept of science in itself that's why experiments in itself in in concept in theory in physical what it is exists because that's why hypotheses exists you're trying to test things to figure things out i right. mean it it's also why the whole concept of like quantum mechanics exists there has to be a possibility an infinite possibility of things to be able to happen and for you to say one possibility is impossible or cannot happen is like saying you know energy can be destroyed you know it's it's something it's it's if it's possible it's possible if not in this whatever universe or wavelength or frequency at least in another and we don't we're not advanced enough to yet to know that we don't have the right. research yet and i compare it i compare it to magic like everyone's like uh magic that's so fake right it's just science that you don't understand right now yeah but you might well, at some yeah, point. go back go back a thousand exactly. years you know 200 300 years exactly. right burning people and leaching people and you know like all like Right. Go back exactly. to different time frames. If it wasn't something that was not magic. founded, why would people have had such a substantial impact on it? Why were people impacted substantially, you know, vice versa? Why were, why were all of these happening? Or are these all hoaxes too then, if that's the case? Exactly. Well, and scientists used to be the crazy people. Like people used to be like, you're a scientist. Yeah. You do what? Like, God, I mean, it's the same yeah. thing with medicine as well. You know, yeah. they would be like, "Oh, you're able to do this." Well, fucking, you're a witch doctor. You're this. You're that. You're you practice black magic because, God forbid, you know how to perform CPR. Well, <laughs> we've got a couple of uh, very famous astrophysicists that really talk about this all the time. One of them is the very favorite, very loved Neil Tyson DeGrasse, who's amazing. Yeah love him and what what i like about him is he's so practical in the way that he thinks because he thinks like it's completely possible but we're just so compared to what extraterrestrials would be if they're real we're just so monkey-brained we don't get it we can't perceive okay things. i hate this theory though because he's always like why would you go and like explore worm colonies nobody they don't give a shit about us but i hate that because there are people that do that 
people are interested yeah. in mundane, stupid, tiny things that are dumb. They also, maybe there's a bigger species than us watching us going, why would you watch these dumb so, worms on this? That's what Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying. So he was saying that, like, if there are extraterrestrials out there, maybe that we just, maybe they're just right in front of us, but we don't have the senses necessary to even perceive that they're there. Or if they oh, are, I like that. Like, he, he says these things. So there's him who takes that approach. And then, you know, do you ever go to, like, a, a work function? They're like, if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? For yeah. me, my real answer to that is um, astrophysicist Michio Kaku, who is very... He's great. He's... I wish I was related to him. I wish I could literally sit down with him for, like, a week and just talk for to him sure. about this shit. But he's a bit different. He thinks that it, it's all very real. And he's, like, such a cool-ass dude. Not only is it... Is it real to him? But he'll he'll be the one saying that like we just don't know how to do it yet, but we'll get there, and it'll be sooner than you think. Even even like Stephen Hawking believed that this shit was real. Stephen Hawking actually, fun fact about him in time travel, he threw a time travel party. Okay, I also hate this. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Before you go any further, can I just say why I hate this? Yes, go ahead. Okay, let's say there's tons of time travelers. And they get this dumbass invitation and they're like, you know, if we go to this, he's just going to make fun of us and be a total dick to us and not believe us. Fuck that. I'm not going to that party. It's going to be boring. There's going to be bad food. Uh, -uh, I'm done. Or maybe they went to the party and then they went back and like, you know what? Let's reverse this and not do it again. Okay. Fuck this guy. I love you, Stephen Hawking, but this party was bullshit. So to give you some perspective, if you didn't kind of put it together from that. Stephen Hawking Sorry. threw a time traveler party and he sent out invitations after the party was already done. And his idea was that people would go to the party that he would invite into the future. So the only way that you'd be able to know about it and get there is if you are a time traveler. Now, Trusta brings up a great thing that like, what if they went to the party, decided it was bullshit and decided not to go back? Um, yeah, maybe it's a possibility, especially with a multi multiverse. Like theory. no one's th thrown a party that no one's gone to. I mean, you're not that fucking great. Stephen Hawking. Come on. I like, okay. Him. You are, but sorry. I, I like some of the things that he did. He's got a, no, he's great. I'm just, I'm mad about the party. That's <laughs> it. He's great, but I love him. But at the point, I like, is there a group photo that changes occasionally? A group Valid photo. point. Yeah, but we don't know. Oh, did yeah, he take a party photo? I mean, I guess that's fair. He said that nobody showed up and that was the end of it. Really? But Tressa has such a good point. Like, why would you oust yourself? Because the thing about time travel is kind of on Tressa's point. Who gets to time travel once we get there? Is it important people for important reasons? Like John Teeter said, uh, he was trying to like prevent a civil war, or, like solve a civil war or something like that. Is it someone who is a tourist? So people are, people have this theory that you could go back in time or forward in time. Like, like going to a different country to go check out what Puerto Rico is like or go check out England or Ireland. Go and visit. Could you imagine if we lived in a time where we could go back to the dinosaur ages just to check out dinosaurs in a safe way and then just like time travel back? Wouldn't that be fucking great? So it doesn't work like that. Is that the reason that we've decided to go back and forwards in time? So you Is this why our world is so fucked up now? Too many people have been going back and forth? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that would have to be so strictly regulated. You know, I mean, half. I, I'm keeping up with about half of what is being said, you know, right now, because I just haven't gone into it at all. And my brain starts to go like I start to hear like quantum physics and, and words like that. And my brain starts 
to make the circus noise and <laughs> away. This is the one that's like, um, do, 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 do. Yeah, I hear that pretty much it. And then I'm like, ooh, shiny things. And <laughs> but you know, like I mean, I can only imagine the amount of idiots that would go back in time. You know, it would be so far into the future that any any regular human would be allowed to do anything. So well, but along along the lines of what you were saying for your thesis too, Frank. And like some of that stuff, like, isn't it essentially been kind of, there's two theories that you could go back and have like butterfly effect type stuff, or there's also more. So I feel like more people now believe that because like your body doesn't necessarily tra travel the same way and things of that nature, yeah. that it's multiversal. It's so good, there's never, it's a good like, question. because like you said, you never go back. Right. So, so you can't actually ever change anything. There's just. Exactly. So. What a thesis is, is it's you take a topic and then you do a hot take on it, basically. And that's what the paper is. What is the topic? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just meant in general, like what you were saying. Well, yeah, when so you like were for me personally, about in my thesis, I was a proponent of, you you know, the multiverse is real. If you go back and fuck something up, you kill your grandfather. You kill your grandfather in that timeline. It doesn't actually affect you at all. And you, you go on living. Also, if you were to like... You know, for me, like my girlfriend, Kim, if I were to become a time traveler and I decide to go into the past and then return and I kiss her goodbye before I jump into the machine, believing what I had in my thesis, at least, or what I thought or what I believe, I don't know if it's it's not, not proven, obviously, I would say I give her a kiss on the cheek, jump into the time machine. I could return to a Kim. I could also return to a Kim who also said goodbye to a Frank, but it may not even be the same. There could be little nuances within the timeline that is completely different. And the Kim that I left may never see me again. Or maybe she'll see a different version of me. But none of those paradoxes within, they call it the grandfather paradox, none of that actually exists uh, as far as I believe. I don't think I don't believe in a Back to the Future scenario or a Terminator scenario where it's like, you know, Terminator, when, in the first movie, goes back to try to kill John Connor to try to prevent John Connor's birth. Or he tries to kill Sarah Connor to prevent John Connor's birth. Yeah. I was like, that's not right. But I, okay. I don't think, yeah. So like, I don't think that, I don't think it would work that way. I really don't. So that's just my hot take. And, uh, but isn't it more, isn't it more the thought process now as, as I guess the study of what people believe, like, I feel like I've hear that theory and that thought process much more now than yeah. well, when you used to like have the more back to the future. Like you're going to go back, you're going to right. so butterfly effect. A lot of what it, what it, a lot of what it is, is it does have to do with quantum physics, which is what Wazi mentioned. Quantum physics is the study of very small, tiny particles. And this is important because those particles react differently to how relative they are to the Earth. So a lot of scientists are very much convinced that if we figure out how physics works on that very tiny, tiny level, we can figure out time travel. Which, coincidentally, even though that was already a thought process... That's sort of one of the inspirations for like the MCU Ant-Man figuring out how to defeat Thanos by going through time through the quantum realm. That was already a thing where it's like, if we can figure out how quantum physics works or the physics of the very tiny, we'll probably be able to figure out time travel here on the larger scale. So it is something that's more and more popular, but it's also because we've had a lot of breakthroughs um, in, in the field. So like... Um, CERN, which is a, they have a, a particle accelerator in Europe. For many, many, many years, we were convinced 
that E equals MC squared, which is what Einstein is known for. So if you, if you don't know what that actually means, it basically amounts to energy at the speed of light squared, or like matter, I should say, that's the M. Matter, if it were to go to the speed of light, it turns into pure energy. And that's the theory. However, we're finding out now that that not only may not be true, but if you do that, you can actually teleport and go through. It may be that you could go through time. And so for many years, it was, you know, we, we've kind of based a lot of our science on it. And one of the really cool things that's come out of CERN within the last 10 years was we were actually able to shoot energy particles through mass, which is really important because if we ever hope to achieve time travel, we'd, we're going to have to be able to do that. Because if you were to type, if you were to try to time travel and go a, a great distance, you'd explode because you'd run into the objects along the way. You know, you hit an asteroid field or something. So, it's. I, I know I'm speaking at a high level here, and I'm glossing over a lot of stuff. But if you're interested, it's so amazingly, amazingly cool and interesting. I'm with you. Yeah. There. Um. I. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say uh, Frank's way too smart for us right now, apparently. <laughs> right now, he's, I'm very impressed. I thought you just <laughs> yeah. did graphic design, Frank. What are you talking no, about? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this, it seems like I'm very smart about this. I'm actually really stupid as a person. It's just that I happen to have studied this. <laughs> I it happens to be statement, my thesis, but, but if you were to talk to me uh, about other things, I would. One of these days, we're going to catch Frank on a day where he's just going to actually gloat about himself more than actually put himself. <laughs> Down. And when that day Probably comes, we must have a challenge or a reward in the scenario because of that result. Really quick, I want to thank Lord Cronus for cheering us on to the 100 bits. Lord Cronus. And we also whoop, got whoop. Kara in the chat and Nick in the chat as well. So we got all of our hosts, but no real listeners. So that's great. That is exciting. I know. Um, there was a TikTok that I'll have to find and send to you, the link to you guys in the chat. And maybe we'll share it. But there's an entire theory that every time... CERN has turned on a particle collider because they did it for the third time recently that we're in an alternate timeline and there's like almost things that are like able to be proved about like time has changed like it should be a different year I had a whole but I, I think I know the TikToks you're talking about but I had a whole comedic bit about it in my stand-up way before I was even on TikTok because Shit's been crazy before they discovered the God particle. Like once that happened, it just like all snowballed into some bullshit. There's a but lot I'll find it. it was interesting. It's very much right in line with that. It was like, is this like, is this actually possible? But then it could be also like kind of a Mandela effect. There, there are true. so many things out there that are bullshit. And coast to coast, there is this guy. I forget his name. His name just escapes me at the moment. But he said he was part of a government project called the Pegasus Project. Where the government was sending people back in time to certain things to do things. So this guest that was on Coast to Coast said that he would go back in time with his father through a government program for different reasons. And he, this guy was walking around with like a picture, a blurry fucking picture from the Civil War and be like, look at this little boy. This is me. There's definitely some bullshit out there to be had. There's definitely some of that. Um, but there's also things that are just straight scary. Like there is this woman who claims to have invented a time machine. Now, you could imagine that if somebody is able to figure it out, that technology would be the most sought-after technology on Earth, right? So there's a woman who claims to have uh, figured it out, has patents on it, and she, whether you believe the time travel 
whether you believe she discovered it or not, she disappeared completely. And Nick Crowley does a really good show on this uh, on his YouTube channel where it goes into detail about where she is, what happened to her, who kidnapped her, because some say that's like Chinese government took her. Some are saying the American government took her. But she's published numerous papers that are peer reviewed and the peer reviewed, um, you know, when they talk about what her experiments were to, to, you know, for the time travel. None of them say that what her findings are are true or verified. However, none of them have been able to actually replicate what she's talking about. So how can you say something is verifiable if you can't even recreate it or you're not willing to, to put the money to recreate it? So in that particular case, and again, I'm forgetting her name because it was more recent, but like it's scary to think about because what if it's real? That person, I feel like for real, would probably go missing if they figured it out. And that's why the Bandman Markham's disappearance in 1988 through 2000, everyone was speculating. Everyone was like, men in black, uh, the government, uh, whatever, because what the fuck? You've just been saying so many times that you've invented a time machine and now you've disappeared. And then it wasn't until 2011 when he showed up again. And it's just because he's poor. Because we live in a fucking bullshit capitalist society and he couldn't afford to re-take care of his experiments and redo these experiments yeah. because he just doesn't have the money. Imagine if he had the money. I'm just saying. You know, we'll put so much money into our defense as far as war machines go and guns and missiles and nukes, but we won't fucking put any money toward any significant money towards progressing the human race technologically in a scientific way. We're not even putting money towards the social services to take care of the people that we have 100%. now oh, yeah. currently. So. Science, to move the human race forward, that needs to take a backseat because we definitely need to feed our people. I get so pissed off when, like, you just read how much, like, dirty, filthy amounts of money there are. I was reading about Bill Gates. If Bill Gates is walking down the street and there's a $100 bill on the floor that he passes up and he walks by it, it costs him, like, because his time is money, right? When you think about how much time he spends to make a certain amount of money, it costs him more money to bend down and pick up that $100 bill than if he were to just keep walking onto his destination and continue working. And that's such a, it's such a shitty thing. I, if you want to feel depressed like me, go to YouTube and look at some of the uh, homeless communities that are popping up all over the United States and communities that are prohibitively expensive to live in. And all these little shanty towns that people have to build because there's no, there's no end in sight. The government won't act. It's not just that we don't feed our own people. But, but Jenny, one of the bigger problems in this country, at least, is we're allowing corporations to buy up all the housing. And then they artificially inflate the cost of said housing. And it's really bad in San Francisco where, like... It drives up the cost because if one private company entity buys up all of the houses and decides to rent them all out in the same community at a certain cost, how are people supposed to actually do that? Um, and it's such a big problem. And they've actually right now finally are taking steps to outlaw that in Canada, but we're still allowing it in the United States. And what's worse, you don't have to even live in this country to buy property here under a corporation and then re-rent it out to people. So you've got companies in other countries buying up American homes, renting them out to our people or, or, or trying to, but then just renting them out at like an unaffordable cost, right? 
Yep. And it's it's turning in it's turning something that should be somewhat of a human right into a paid subscription commodity because like it it feels like our parents' generation and the generation before at least were able to maybe buy a house, but when you think about our child our kids' generation or you know our children's generation, homes may be more perpetually rented and never owned, and that's so scary to me. I just read an article earlier tonight. I can't tell you the details, but scientists created matter from nothing. This is huge for feeding people that need to, that are hungry, that are, that are going to die if they don't have food. Not, I mean, we'd have plenty of food if people just fucking we gave it to people. That are right now. Yeah. But there's no way this experiment, this, whatever it is, is going to go anywhere because billionaires are not going to be able to profit off it. And I fucking hate it. You know, there's technology yeah. that we could lean into, like 3D printing. It's possible to 3D print food with organic recycled materials, actually. It's something that we've already done. You yeah. can you could put a machine in everyone's house to literally print food. Now it's not gonna be like the most nutritious, but you could survive in a pinch if you needed to. You know, it's gonna be like the nutritional value of rice or bread. But shit, if you know, if it's it's either that or death, like I choose rice and bread. You know what I mean? For sure. It sucks. Well, there are there are so many like not even just in that aspect, but there are just so many like procedures medically. There have been so many things that um even in psychotherapy that they have developed with like light therapy and whatnot with like the different wavelengths of light and whatnot. Um, and they've even seen like positive results that show that that's benefiting the patient. However, because as everybody mentioned, because it's not a profitable enough of a scheme for corporations to take it on or worse, it's, it's something that helps clear out what they are profiting off of, then that is why they would not accept it on. And that's a lot of the reasons why so many of these things have just been where they've been. It's not been perpetuated as such. Yeah. What about the cures for how many diseases that we yeah. know have yeah. cures and they won't give them out? That's a really good oh, are, you, are you kidding me? Even even the stuff like the, like things like treatment are, are mitigated by what sort of medication is prescribed and if medication is... And it's all going back to like pharmaceuticals and whatnot. Like it's at the insurance system. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I, Um, for instance, have the same insurance company that I've had at previous jobs, but obviously different plans based on your job coverage, all that shit had a procedure that I've had done two other times that I had done this year that for some reason this year, $2,600. I've never paid a dime for this procedure. Yeah. I have yeah. I have a twenty six hundred dollar bill for one procedure that I've had done two other times. This country is bullshit. It definitely, I actually had a situation today with insurance on that same note, Leah. I don't want to get too personal on the show, but I can tell you guys all in the Discord. I was taking a look at my benefits with my insurance through work. I have Blue Cross of Illinois, and in black and white, it says that I have coverage for this particular thing that I want to take advantage of or I want to do, and. I got a, I scheduled an appointment with the doctor's office and they called me like, oh yeah, we had our third party look into your insurance and contact Blue Cross. You don't have coverage. And I'm like, the fuck I don't. So I actually called there today and I was like, hey, I'm being told I don't have coverage, but I log into the Blue Cross portal and look at my PDF that's my benefits and it's here in black and white. 
And I talked to a lady who, like, put me on hold. She came back. She's like, oh, well, actually, yeah, you don't have coverage, but, you know, we could probably offer you a discount. And I'm like, no, no, no. A discount is not I coverage. can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I'm like, a discount is not coverage. It's here in black and white. And if I don't get this coverage, I'm going to write up to the attorney, attorney general. You know, I'm, I'm going to get, like, a, you know, legal counsel because this is literally a denial of benefits that I've been paying a premium for for months, never filed a claim. It's it's maybe, you better screenshot that before they maybe I should have you. Well, I have, yeah, I, you should. Have I, I have it saved to my computer. Not only that, that my workplace has a copy as well, and it's not, maybe I should have you look at my insurance frame. Maybe I missed something. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm definitely not somebody who can dissect legal speak. Don't don't think that about me because I'm not like that. But in my benefits package from work, it's in very clear, perfect English. It's one sentence. It's like. There's a section that it's like it goes over common coverages for things like prescription stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then for the PPO that I pay for, it's like other coverages. And there's a bunch of bullet points of things that like my insurance also happens to cover. And that's one of them. So I actually had this thing that happened all afternoon. It was a saga for me today. So eventually I told this woman no and that I was going to get an attorney. Basically, she put me in holding and came back and was like, Oh, yeah, well, we will cover it if it's deemed medically necessary. And I'm like, why the fuck would I be making a medical claim if it wasn't medically necessary? I'm like, can we call my doctor's office and tell them that, like, it can be medically necessary? And so I gave her the number to the doctor's office. She said she called twice, put me on hold to do it. Oh, we couldn't connect. We couldn't We couldn't get them on the line. I'm like, hold on, let me set up a conference call. What do you know what my doctor's office picked up on the first fucking ring? <laughs> And I so weird. And the doctor's office was like, "Yeah, we would just like for you to submit something to us, Blue Cross, saying that Francis has coverage for this particular thing." And they're like, "Oh no!" As long as it's medically necessary. Yeah, they're like, "No, you just call us once you once you have once you have documentation, and then we'll put it up to the review board, and then it can get approved." And I'm like, "Why did I even go through all these hoops? It's not an expensive thing that I want. It's not like I'm asking for thousands of." Leah, what I'm looking for is not even like the $2,600 thing that they're charging you. It's much oh, less. Oh, it was, I mean, the procedure I had done, they charged my insurance like eight grand I'm for I'm not even looking for but a procedure. that's what they want me to pay. <sighs> Jenny, I got fired. But it, and it was something that like, I literally have an ex, because you know how sometimes you'll go to the doctor for something and they'll say they want you to get something done, yeah. you know, an x-ray or something. Yeah. And then like, usually you get the approval and you just go do it and then eight weeks later you open a letter in the mail and it's like explanation of benefits. We decided this was okay. Even though it's already happened yeah. in real life. Oh, yeah. I got a letter that said it was necessary. So I was like, why is this not covered well, in the full amount? So I, I found this out today that the attorney general has a whole board of people and all they do. I may be long, asking you some questions about that. All they do all day long is go through as a third party and be like, yeah, that's clearly within your coverage or yeah, no, that's not within your coverage. And so is that when you get those third party letters? That's what that is. If you have a just... deni- yeah. So if you have a denial of coverage, you could reach out to the attorney general to review your benefits versus mm. what they approved. And they have been forceful in overturning people's decisions for coverage. Yes. Being poor AF sucked ass, but in the early 2000s, when I had Medicaid, before the HMO stepped up, it was the best insurance I've ever had in my life. I could go anywhere, do anything. Yeah, I have this anymore. problem. Please help me. And it was just like, here you go. No problem. 
and now it's it's all fucking corporate. It's all for profit, and it's all fucking bullshit. And I, I feel it. like they'll just outright deny anything significantly expensive, with the hope that you're going to be too fucking broke to push back on them. And the or give people, yeah to do something. Yeah, and yeah. the few people that do push back, yeah, even if a few stragglers are able to get approved on their claims, fuck it. The the majority of people are too fucking broke to do anything or try. So, well, and something very important to know. It doesn't apply to all medical bills, but most like, for instance, like an ambulance company could be owned by a private company. So those kind of bills could be different. But as long as you pay something every month on your medical bills, they cannot report you to creditors, even if it's not your minimum balance. Hmm. But it can't be like there are some like little tiny loopholes in that. But in case you ever get a giant bill and you can't afford it, you could literally pay them one dollar a month and they could never report you going off of that though also like if it is something that you're being charged for that you know damn well it's like not what you were getting this is not you know you're always you're getting overcharged or whatever it is asking them for an itemized bill is always also a great idea one, is always the one to go always at that point they're they're going to be forced to show you what they are actually yeah. that, uh, they did a thing on the news this is why hospitals that. hate me Hospital, yeah, there was an ER that was charging. You know the pill that they get, or the cups they give you to swallow the water with your pills that they give you? The little cups, $300 each for a little disposable cup because there's no checks and balances. Was, yeah. I, I forget which news program did a special on that, but like I was blown away. It's like, stuff like that all the time. Even nurses are I like, mean, oh, I'm, yeah, it's just the costs are. Sorry, Leah. I've, I've been dealing with all that stuff. And well, but now, right now, because that's what my bill is. Currently, I'm at over my max, right? Like, I've, I haven't paid it yet, but, like, it's out of my pocket. And so I'm like, well, let's get in for everything if I'm going to go in. Great, because now everything's covered, right? You paid oh, that yeah, so premium or whatever I'll it is. I'll find out next week if I'm up for another surgery or not. Yeah, get <laughs> it all done. Hopefully. Do you know what would be a really good Hopefully rack? not needy. But hopefully. <laughs> Take care of it. You know what would be a really great racket to get into is providing insurance coverage for time travel. That's hey. a really one. I like that. Hey, maybe we can build one of those things and just sort of use like insurance agents or like CEOs of the insurance companies as the guinea pigs and chuck them on. Yes. Awesome. I love it. And pharmaceutical heads of pharmaceutical. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, somebody's for the more corrupt the for the more corrupt ones and the ones that are like almost close to being lobbyists. You just make sure that they almost miss the 60 feet jump or you just miss the toss every time, you know? Oh no! Whoops! I hope they approve your claim for your injury. Yadri has a good life insurance anyways. Fucking, you know. We're we're sending you back to a better time with better insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Marcel. Alright, guys. How do you feel about time travel? Tressie, you got anything that you want to share or you think... That wasn't enough? Are you going to call it? I would like to talk about John Titor someday because I kind of feel like that's some bullshit, but I also feel like it's very fascinating. Like all this, all, all the fun stories he came up with about 2000, Y2K, good stuff. Well, John Titor is so interesting. Nick and I absolutely love the topic. So my, my only ask is that Nick is on that night because he, Nick, Nick and I, true story, when John Titor was on Coast to Coast, because he was answering questions once. Yeah. I was, I stayed up all night. 
fucking terrified of the future. <laughs> I was up all night. Fucking well, terrified. we were supposed to be in full Armageddon at Y2K oh, and yeah. have like horse-drawn carriages and everything. And so I know my family had stuff packed up. When the John Tudor stuff hit, it was right after September 11th, but before we figured out who attacked us. So when John Teeter came on and said that there was going to be a civil war in World War Three and all this shit. Oh, no. He was on way before. I, I think they might have replayed it, but I just remember being like, what the fuck? I'm, this is too much it, The reason he went on is because of Y2K. Okay. I remember, there, you know, there's been so many doom and gloom guests on that show. I know. I mean. Bless him. Even if it was before Y2K, if it was in 99, I mean, 9-11 was 2001. It wasn't that long yeah, after. They replay it. They replayed Coast to Coast all the time. But, like, they've had guests on who have, like, said we're all fucked because, like, the barrier reef is dying. Or that we're killing off the... They're not wrong. The rainforest. Oh, yeah. There is a guest on in, like, 2006 who said we have less than five years on the planet because the barrier reef is dying. At the rate it's going, we'd be absolutely fucked and dead. We're still here somehow. So I'm glad he's wrong, but I got to tell you that like night, I didn't sleep very well at all. And I love it. I love not being able to sleep out of here. It's like my favorite thing. Do you remember like a few months before Katrina, there was someone who came on and was like, they need to fix this wall in Louisiana because if they don't, it's going to be catastrophic. Months later, it was catastrophic. I don't remember that, but I believe it's probably true because that's the kind of shit they've got on that show. Yep. All right. I think we should start sticking a fork. I'll play the old the old closing music. It's not by your boy, though, Tresta. I'm sorry. I wanted to mix it up. No, you should. Who wants to start with their closing thought? I'll go ahead. Um... Yeah, I might be I might be crying under my bed later once I start thinking a little bit more about this, like future time travel and myself dying and my phone, all of all of it. But really interesting subject. So I'm going to try to learn something about it. Ice Queen, do you got a final thought? Do you believe in this junk? Oh, I totally believe in it. I don't think that we are uh, evolved enough or smart enough of a species to be able to handle it, though. I think we should not be allowed. Whoever's up there playing with us in our in your ant box, take it away. Ant box. Let us know. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. A new god gets burn it. us with the magnifying glass. Put us. <laughs> a new deity gets a, a new version of us. It's ant box three hundred and sixty. They're like yes. Wazi, <laughs> you got a closing thought? Honestly. If you're going to time travel and you're going to do all the things you're going to do, at least do it for something worth it. All right. Like if you're going to go through all of that and you're going to send yourself and you're going to make all those clones of yourself, do something worth it. Don't do it simply because I don't fucking know you wanted to go back to your ex and see if it was going to work out the second time. As much as that sounds great, I don't think that's the best thing to do. But other than that, I mean, shit, if you want to go send yourself and make clones, go for it. I'm not even going to stop you. It's your life. <laughs> That's fair. Tressa, you want to close up? Your closing thought? Uh, closing thought. This capitalist bullshit needs to stop. The end. Thank you. My closing thought is I'm glad that time travel is not currently something that we have the ability to use or have. So we don't know how to handle what we have already. We have no idea how to organize ourselves 
You have no idea how to behave as humans. And I almost hope that we never get it. Because I don't think that we're ever going to be able to play the sandbox with each other. And it's such a powerful tool that... If one person gets it, we could fuck the rest. That's my closing thought. I'm going to put a poll up. And I'm going to ask everybody if they would time travel or not. If they had the option. And why. Maybe we'll get some good responses. Until then... I want to welcome Jenny to the show. We want to welcome back Wazzy. We want to, we want to welcome these tips. Frosty tippies and frosted nippies. And uh, until next week, you all have a good night. And uh, man, I blue screened Leia. <laughs> I just, I'm not blue screened. I don't like that. It's I would gross, like you to out. not call your frosted tips frosted nips. Yeah, that's <laughs> not right. I don't like it either. Separate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, guys, um... Say, say hi to your, your people around you, your loved ones, and don't take them for granted. Because in a situation that we have all the time in this country, you never want to have to hope for time travel to fix things. Is that a good thought? That yeah, happen? way to go deep and weird. I know, right? Solid thought. That's my Gross. Say if it's a Frank. There's a lot of emotions. Have a good night, everybody! Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're done. Oh, thank God. Okay.